A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan, and it is 2022, the year of our Lord, and we're joined by the great, the late great Pete Donaldson, he's not dead yet, he's still great, no. but he's not late. Hey, doing, Pete? Welcome to a brand new year, ready to go again. Still kicking. 2022, I remember when the, uh, when it was 1990, Jesus. I remember, I was, I was conscious of when the clock struck 12, um, I was up <laughs> late and I was watching the uh, clock tick over to 1990. And I thought, this is the most futuristic thing I could possibly envisage. And now we're in 2022. What the is metaverse. that? A lot of t- too many twos. Too many twos, Chris. I know, right? I, I saw The Matrix the other day, Matrix Resurrections, right? Oh, and as I was yes. watching it. I, I love the original Matrix. The other two, yeah. the Matrix Reloaded is quite good. The third one, bleh. but uh, I, uh, the Matrix, such a, an amazing film, a solid ten out of ten. And as I was sitting there watching the Matrix Resurrections in the IMAX theater, I thought this is the first time I've ever seen a Matrix film in the cinema. Because when the first one oh, came right. out, I was nine years old, right? And the other two films, I was like twelve and fourteen respectively. But it was quite a cool moment. Shame the film was rubbish. But it was quite a powerful moment. It was a powerful thing. <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone kind of, uh, everyone was clearly under embargo when they said, I've seen, they do these things where uh, a lot of people who work in film, television or, or video games, they've got, you know, they're obviously um, bound by embargoes. The old mongols, uh, they're, they're bound by them until um, until uh, a certain date and time. And it's really, really funny. They're like They all Twitter, race to get their... Yeah, they all they all say, oh, I've been to see it, but I can't tell you what it's about. You know, I'll keep listening and I'll let you know what it's, what it's like. And I think at like 12 o'clock on a certain day, everyone just went, oh, God, that sucked so hard. That was so terrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, I saw that. I, I saw a lot of people who uh, were trying to give off mixed <laughs> messages. The bottom line is it was kind of entertaining. And I don't think it was a cash grab. I don't think they did it just no. for money. I think yeah, I think the, the director, Lana Wachowski, tried to was actually invested in their idea. And it was an interesting hmm. idea. But the story was a little bit underwhelming. A lot of the side characters are very forgettable and the stakes mm. just felt like they weren't really there. 
Um, but yeah. I, you know, I'm still kind of glad they did it because it was a fun experience to watch and it was entertaining. You uh, generally, Chris, walk around Sendai in like a, a floor length uh, leather jacket and with little sunglasses. So like you're, you're very much into the aesthetic. Yeah, I listen. I listen to Rage Against the Machine as I walk through the streets. You think that's air you're breathing? <laughs> I, oh man, I love the original mate. I, the one thing as I was watching, I did think. Good God, the original Matrix was brilliant, and I want to go back and yeah. watch it now and relive the magic <laughs> of the of the first film and kind of the second one, but not really the third one. But there you go, the Matrix <laughs> kick off twenty twenty two. Watching that, I want to see the Spider Man movie, but annoyingly, while Matrix Resurrections came out in Japan, like almost like a week before any other country in the world, Spider Man comes out a month after it's come out everywhere else. So yeah. God damn it. I hate myself. I, I really want to watch Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man 2. Alfred Molina, who apparently I look like. Apparently I look like Doc Ock. I'm not sure I see it myself. Yeah, I love uh, that. I love, I love Spider-Man 2. It's probably my favorite superhero film of all time, actually. And I'm, yeah. I'm not someone who's like, I've got to see every Marvel thing. I've got to do it. I'd rather, I, I've got to see Marvel. I love Spider-Man 2. And uh, I, I'm looking <laughs> forward to this one. Are you, are you a fan? You don't like Marvel I, that much, do you? No. And in fact, man? I... I, I I really don't watch that many um, superhero-y sort of things. I enjoyed the uh, animated one, uh, whatever that is, the Spider-Man. Oh, the multiverse. That was beautifully Spider-Man put together. Thing. But I've not watched a Spider-Man since. Um, was Spider-Man 3 was when uh, Andrew Garfield oh, went emo? God. Was that the third one or the second one? No. Either way, I, right, okay. I think I, I, think I might have watched the one... One with um, Tobey Maguire where he goes full emo and it's very... Very bad. Right, sorry. A terrible yes, film. not Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I meant I meant Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I think I think I may. I don't think I've even watched three. I think I watched two. That's the one where he fights Macho Man Randy Savage in in a ring, and Macho Man Randy Savage is called Bonesaw. And it was one of his last <laughs> roles before he died, sadly. Um, or or or, or great if, if you didn't like the man. Uh, it depends, I suppose. Um, the uh, we I, I'm not a big um, superhero guy. I did start mm. to watch. I did fancy the second crack at the um suicide squad um and i ordered it on prime a couple of quid mm. and i sat down i said to my partner i said let's let's watch this let's watch this it's supposed to be good i know you don't like superhero <laughs> films i don't like superhero films um and it, within like 30 seconds there was like a fucking mongoose or a weasel on the screen <laughs> And and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I went, "We're not going to get past the first five minutes because you will not accept that there's a talking weasel in this fucking thing." And so we turned it off, and we watched um, something else instead. What did you watch? But her face alone. was more entertaining than any um, superhero film. Sort of going, "Why are you making me watch this?" But it's supposed to be good. The second Suicide Squad it's supposed to be better. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't overly enjoy it. It was all right. Quite forgettable. Right. I've seen a lot of bad films this last year. I'm hoping 2022 mm. will be a year of good films. But you're in a situation, Chris, where your uh, fan base is so much younger than any people who listen to my kind of like football show and stuff like that. So you have a responsibility to be part of that conversation. You have a responsibility to watch those films. Nobody needs my opinion on, you know, Transformers or superhero films. Nobody needs it. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, Pete. Exactly. I exactly. Now, I, 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 to be honest, though, I don't like being critical of films because one day yeah. I'd like to make a film and... With every movie, you know, the team that made it have made it with passion and love, unless it's a, yeah. a simple cash grab. And I'm trying to think of a film that is a simple cash grab. What's a cash grab example, Pete? What's a film that was made solely for money? 
a lot of sequels. Um, probably one, probably all the Transformers ones. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Terminator ones, the last three Termin- yes. Terminator films. Dreadful. Yeah. Absolutely Any dreadful. of the remakes, really. Yeah. yeah. But I think The Matrix was made with passion and love, and it's, it's not, mm. you know, it's a shame it's just a bit boring. But there you go. Go and check <laughs> it out. I'm oh, looking forward to Spider-Man, though. We've got a story this week to kick off 2022 from Ryan from a great country known only as the US. And he says, Hi, Chris Chan and Pete Kun. My first trip to Japan was for three weeks in December 2019 during my Christmas break before my senior year of college. I went by myself hoping to meet as many people and experience as much of the local culture as possible. I got a lot of ideas for my trip from your videos, but the one that stood out to me the most was Kagaya Izakaya in Tokyo. Oh, good God. Not the frog bar, not the crazy bar. The worst bar in Tokyo. <laughs> um, so I stayed up super late to call Kagaya-san on the phone and make a dinner reservation for the fifth day of my trip. I got to Japan, and on the night uh, of my reservation, I showed up. There were no customers, and Kagaya-san sat me down at a tiny one-person kneeling table in the corner. Just to give some exposition to this story, Kagaya Bar is a bar uh, that I've made a video on called Tokyo's Craziest Bar. And that's a, an understatement. It's basically a one-man band a one-man masterclass of mind fuckery this guy he must be in his mid-40s and he comes out and just does the craziest shit you will ever see uh with puppets <laughs> with toys it's pretty messed up i'm amazed my video has not been demonetized or my entire channel's been delisted <laughs> for what happens in that video especially with that puppet frog and the girl's face but anyway go and watch that video um and and make sure there's no kids nearby. Uh, anyway, in the story, <laughs> Ryan continues. A few minutes later, two young women, who I assume are Japanese, came in and sat down at a two-person kneeling table in the corner of the room. Since it was just the three of us in the dining room, and I wanted to break the awkwardness, and also because I was very social and outgoing during this trip, I started to make conversation with them. It turned out one of them was Japanese and the other was from Singapore and they lived in Japan for the past several years and spoke fluent Japanese. They lived in the mountains in Takayama who were visiting Tokyo for just one day and had to head back home early the next morning. I love Takayama, beautiful city. That's where we did the, uh, the Dr. Jelly commercial with Jerry, the second one. The three of us talked throughout the dinner and Kagaya-san did not disappoint. Then I asked if they wanted to hang out after dinner And they agreed. For a couple of hours, we wandered around Tokyo, talking and exploring convenience stores, electronic stores and more. And then we split up since they had to go back to the hotel and head back to Takayama the next morning. But we exchanged line contacts to stay in touch. I'd hit it off especially well with the Singaporean girl. And we started texting throughout the rest of my trip. And eventually she invited me to visit her in Takayama City. I shifted my entire itinerary around so I could come to visit her on Christmas Eve, but I had to go back to Osaka a couple of days later for a cooking class that I had booked. Over the couple of days that I visited her in Takayama, we started to realise we were kind of into each other. I left for Osaka the day after Christmas, but we planned uh, for me to return to New Year's Eve in New Year's Eve to celebrate with her Japanese friends. I came back on New Year's Eve, helped coordinate her New Year's Eve dinner, which ended up being one of the highlights of the trip. And I count myself incredibly lucky to have been able to experience Japanese New Year's in a way that very few tourists are able to do. After dinner, we confessed our feelings for each other and she decided to come with me to Tokyo for the last few days of my trip before I flew home. We eventually broke up due to the immense difficulty of an international (laughs) long-distance relationship imposed by the pandemic, but we had some amazing experiences along the way, which I have both you as well as Kagaya-san to thank for. Uh, All the best, guys. Ryan from the US with his... It felt like 
reading 500 days of summer you know that film where it almost works out but it doesn't and it's it's about yeah a couple that didn't a good romantic story you want the last paragraph to read and now we're married and we live in singapore and we lived happily ever after <laughs> that didn't happen this is a more grounded a more realistic story but i am amazed yes. you met this girl uh in the <laughs> the craziest most traumatic bar in tokyo I, I could never imagine like a love story kicking off there. Like we went there no. for Charlotte's birthday about two years ago. And uh, mm. you can go watch the video on her channel uh, and how horrific it is watching them. Like uh, to, to give some more exposition, this is a place where the man literally, he draws a picture of you uh, and then he licks the easel, the easel that he drew the image on. He'll lick it and he'll lick that. Yeah. And then he'll put Ooh. the drawing he does of you, he sticks it down his trousers uh, after licking the easel. <laughs> and that's just, that's one of the better things. One of the nicer, more family friendly things that he does. Um, <laughs> any thoughts on this romance, Pete? Any, any, any thoughts? On I, the I would first say story of 2022. International, international, uh, uh, love affairs are difficult at the best of times. <laughs> and I would say that one that is in, 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 where was it? Indonesia, was it? And via Singapore. Japan and, and sorry, Singapore, uh, via Japan and the US. I mean, it's, it's just a bloody nightmare, to be honest. And also the pandemic. I mean, you, you were, you were at a loss before you even started, Ryan, but good on you for trying. <laughs> I think this this is all about hope. This is about trying things. This is all about um, trying to make things good out of a crappy situation. So, Ryan, good on you, mate. Good on you. Certainly a few, uh, few stories to tell there. To be honest, like a lot of my favourite travels, there's like a, a romantic involvement somewhere along the line. You okay. remember your trip a lot more if there's yeah. romance. So, come to Japan single and have romance. Uh, and no cheating. Don't don't come here. <laughs> Married, or dating. Bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on your wall. <laughs> Goal for twenty twenty two. What's your New Year's resolution, <laughs> then, Pete? We do it every year. We never. It never happens. Although never to be fair, it. it never happens. To be fair, though, I think my resolution did come true last year. I think I said no. I did it on Trash Taste. I said something like, "I want to do something big, crazy, and bold." And I think the Abroad Japan studio and meeting yeah. Ken Watanabe, a long held dream. Yeah. They're, they're two things that, that happened. So I guess I kind of did. That is big crazy and bold, I would say. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, fine, but you did give yourself a, fine. Did give yourself a rather a rather nebulous general, uh, you know, because you, you could apply that to anything. Oh, yes, well, I, I bought some new shoes and these are bold and exciting. You can apply that to anything, Chris. Sharp. If you say Sharp, something so generic, it. for crying out loud, I want you to well, sort of, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow three inches. Like do something like that we can actually measure. <laughs> Bore it. No, no, no. Don't do that because it'll only end in disappointment. Because every <laughs> New Year's resolution before that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get fit and lose weight, which never, ever happens. And <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, the aim for this year. Make a resolution that's broad enough that you can shift the parameters of success and thus you end your year feeling happy about yourself and good about yourself. Yeah. So with that in mind, <laughs> what are you going to do this year, Pete? What are you going to do? Meet abroad in Japan oh, in person, in the flesh, in the face. Yeah. Resolution. Yeah, but I mean, it'll be it'll be the boring version of that. A.K. you coming over here rather me 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 going over there. So, <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily, <laughs> but probably yes. I uh, I am hoping mm. to come back to the UK sometime in the next f- four to five months. Uh, so yeah, but I, I t- yeah, my resolution this year is to make a oh I don't know 
to do something really good. There you go. Do something really good. <laughs> good. I do I'm glad. <laughs> do you, did you, you didn't need to fire yourself back into that. We could have moved on, but you went, all right, well, what is my new resolution? Oh, I can't be bothered to even think of one. <laughs> I, that, that's how you're starting the new year, not even bothering to think of one. We've had this shit kicked out of us the last couple of years, haven't we? We all have. None of us wants to make any bloody plans because we can't fucking live up to them because of bloody the, 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 the pox. Oh, lordy. <laughs> it is true. No, I like, I want to, this year, my resolution... Don't worry about it. ...is to make a short film. There you go. Make a short film. Okay. That there is go. worth... You know, and that's... that's do- I could do it tomorrow. It'd be shit. But I want to do a short film that's good <laughs> enough to enter into some kind of film festival. And not the Pete Donaldson cool. Hartlepool Festival. We're talking a good festival, a real Why film festival. Why are you having to go to Hartlepool? Why are you lashing out? Because you can't do your little film. Unbelievable. <laughs> Does Hartlepool, does your town of Hartlepool have a a film festival? Probably. I mean, they probably don't get that many entries, but, you know, I imagine there's a Teesside film festival every now and again. Go make it happen. (laughs) But before that, let's. what's the the first story of the year, Pete? What's the news? Cheer me up. Oh, it's a big one. Tell me something good. It's it's a big one, Chris. Oh, God. Um, There's an open-air Riverside hot hot spring facility in Gifu. and uh, because of some sexy naked visitors in this kind of onsen, um, basically people have been running around in the nude, <laughs> taking baths naked oh, and no. uh, quarrelling, fighting, uh, fighting over buckets of hot water, about cleansing the body before it in the bathtubs. Like we're in a situation where this place in Funchenchi, uh, along the um, Hidegao River, running through the Gerot Spa area, this big place where uh, nice there's place. a lot of spas, to be quite frank. Um, yeah, they're, they're, there's just been big nude fights all over oh it. God. So they've basically banned nude bathing. You're only allowed to go in there and wash your feet. You're only what? allowed to wash your feet. You're not allowed to wash anything else. You're not allowed to run around because people cannot abide by the uh, the regulations, according to uh, Hideo Koiki, 84. He basically, uh, he, he helped build this onsen around 30 years ago, and he would voluntarily clean the facilities because he loved it so much. And he would visit uh, four times a week to bathe for 30 minutes or so to rejuvenate from his uh, work farming. He's still working at 84, for crying out loud. And uh, he, he just uh, he, he understands why the city have banned people from coming in and washing themselves in the nude because people cannot play nice. And we're not talking about tourists here. We're talking about your common or gone Japanese guys and gals getting in there, stripping off and kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, I don't really understand the issue there. It's, a, it's an outdoor bath, a popular open-air riverside. Yeah, it's bath. free. It's an outdoor bath, and it's just basically getting too busy, uh, and people are uh, just getting a bit too unruly. So basically, you have to wear a swimsuit, and you're only allowed to bathe your feet from now on because nudie bathers Aww. have taken over, and they're just getting a bit too quarrelsome. A little bit too quarrelsome, Chris. To be fair, though, uh, one one point is this outdoor river bath, right? It looks like yeah. it's not protected. There's no fence around it, right? Like, no, yeah. no, yeah. So, yeah. It's, but then again, at the same time, the whole bathing naked culture is a thing in Japan that exists. But yeah. what I will say is that the baths that do exist outdoors, even the ones that are in a public space and not in like a Nyokan or whatever, they do have like a fence around it. So you don't just see lots of yeah. naked people everywhere, like a nude a european nudist beach but that's sad i yeah. sad they've gone like to one ex- from one extreme to the other and now you just have to you can't 
you have to just put your feet in it. That sucks. Damn yeah. you, Gedor. Gedor's a, a nice town. I went there on yeah. uh, Journey Across Japan too. That's the place. Do you remember the video where Joey and I went in a, a thousand-year-old log and had a hot spring yes. in a log? Yes. God, that was cool. Was I want to do that again. A big log bath. It was amazing. Uh, that log. Yeah. I felt something special in that log. And it wasn't Joey. It was just the log, right? <laughs> they've got, they got a thousand-year-old log. They've hollowed it out. And they pump hot water into it. And you can sit in there. And just feeling this log, it was just amazing. It was magic. And yeah. uh, that's better than, than the onsen that you can't go in naked now. So go there instead. Even though the <laughs> hotel was very worn down, actually quite rubbish. It was just the log was good. And we had, yeah. this, we had this woman who was like our butler woman. And she was about 85 years old. And she pissed right. off Joey because she came in at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right? If you, if you ever stay in a... Japanese in right make sure yeah. you're awake for the breakfast or you will get fucked up right so you so see they, they have breakfast very early in Japan well I'm thinking breakfast yeah. I'm thinking 10 o'clock anything earlier than that yeah. that's a crime but in a Japanese in it's usually between the hours of seven and nine nine at the latest right we got to like nine o'clock and the the woman came in with all the breakfast in our room and Joey just wouldn't get out of bed in his room. And she was like, the woman was just like banging on the door like, hi, Haku, dinner, breakfast is here. Oh, come on, breakfast. <laughs> and Joey was like, yeah, I'm just fucking coming, mate. I'm trying to fucking I'm sleep I'm fucking here. tired, mate. I'm it trying was, to have some yeah. sleep. He came out and looked like he was about to rip her head off. But uh, oh. don't, don't wake Joey well, up. You not- That's the moral of the story. I'm... Whenever I'm in a hotel, I get up, I have the breakfast, and I go back to bed for a couple of hours because it's just <laughs> great. Sleeping's great. Well, this was Journey Across Japan, Pete, and sleep seldom happens on no. Journey Across Japan. But yeah. uh, that's a shame, though. Gifu, beautiful prefecture. Gero, nice town. Gero is also the uh, the Japanese word for sick, a.k.a. to vomit. Gero. Oh, but different oh, kanji, different Very kanji, nice. thankfully. It's different not just the thank, town of kanji, sick. Thank God. The town of sick. <laughs> the town of sick. Go there, <laughs> bathe in the sick. We'll be back with your questions and comments in just a moment, guys. The first questions, comments in the fax machine in 2022, which means they're going to be good. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got for the first question of 2022, Mr. Donaldson? Begin. Oh, press me. Hello to uh, who is this here? Leah from the UK. I love a Leah. I, I know a mate who's got <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash Leah. Very she good. just knows what she just she was on that. She was behind the curve or in front of the curve, rather. Either way, uh, hello, Leah. Uh, <laughs> hi, Cherubic uh, Chris and preeminent Pete. I'm absolutely spoiled. Uh, here in the UK, because luckily for me, Pete happens to host two of my favourite podcasts. Yes, and I do host these podcasts. The Abroad Bad Podcast and Wrestle Me. Uh, if anyone listens to either of those podcasts, I'm very much just um, a, a a side dish on that particular show. But uh, given that Japan has such an iconic professional wrestling culture, I wanted to know how popular pro wrestling is with everyday people in Japan. Is it mainstream or a bit under the radar like it is in the West? And Pete, aside from Asuka, uh, do you have any favourite Japanese professional wrestlers? If so, who and why? I mean, it is under the radar, but it is very popular. I do know a lot of people that are into it, um, but I've never been to a match myself. I would quite like to go this year. Certainly if Pete comes over, I think it'd be really fun to go together to like a, a match in Osaka. Uh, but no, you, this is your, very much your question, Mr. Donaldson. You're, you're the very expert. much my question. Um, I like, uh, was it, is it uh, Kimura? He was, I think he was stabbed by... Uh, he was stabbed by a Yakuza guy or someone who, who he owed money to or something. Uh, he stabbed by, after a match, he was stabbed by, by, by this guy, but he'd weed on the knife. Okay. Uh, this, is the, this is the bit of story. He'd weed on the knife and he got stabbed. Uh, and because he was such a hard knock, he just went out drinking afterwards because he wasn't, he wasn't asked. Um, and uh, he, uh, he died of sepsis, I think. Um, but people sort of go, oh, and he weed on the knife. Like, a knife is dirty anyway. So he could have got sepsis anyway, to be quite Bloody hell. <laughs> Doesn't need to be weed on. So I like Kimura. Um, but yeah, uh, Asuka's, if, if you've never seen Asuka, She's this fucking, um, she does YouTube actually, where she just, uh, she lives on this kind of like, it looks like a, it looks like a compound, uh, in America, uh, this massive, uh, American house. She's a professional wrestler, one of the, mm. one of the very best, uh, wrestlers in, in WWE. Uh, and she's Japanese, I think she's from Osaka, I think maybe, uh, or maybe Kyoto. Uh, and she, um, she's just this fucking hard knock fucking maniac she's fucking brilliant uh and as a joke um uh, mark from the uh podcast wrestle me uh he for christmas we've always sort of said that it, it's weird that you can buy ring worn clothes from wrestlers so you, mm. uh, you see it quite a lot in japan i've been to a couple of pro wrestling, pudo wrestling uh, places in japan uh, and you could buy like um 
clothing that people have wrestled in. Now, a lot of wrestlers, they blade and they cut themselves. So this stuff is just blood-stained clothing. And we sort of said, that's God. better than buying ring-worn stuff from women wrestlers because it's a bit fucking creepy. People who are really into yeah. women wrestlers are a bit creepy, I find. And if you own any of their ring-worn clothes, it's a bit like buying used pants for me. It's it's it's, it's a bit wrong. <laughs> uh, and so Mark, uh, very amusingly, uh, bought me this official WWE um, card with some of Asuka's, you know, some some of her robe or something that they cut up at the end of a, a legendary match, uh, which is very funny. Uh, so now I own a piece of women's wrestlers' clothes and I'm going to hell, Excellent. <laughs> unfortunately. Excellent. Pete. But, uh, yeah. But it, um, uh, Mark keeps, uh, another Mark uh, keeps on inviting you to uh, wrestling matches you can't attend because it's literally in two days' time. <laughs> My, yeah. I, if, if anyone invites me to anything... And it's very sure now it ain't going to happen, given my maniacal speech, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, we've got one here from James from Fresno, California. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. I was wondering if package stealing is any kind of problem in Japan. Here in my area, we call them porch pirates, which is why oh. I have my packages delivered to a safe locker. Keep up the good work, guys. James from Fresno. Uh, mm. I'd say, I mean, I, I think I've got a locker. I use a locker as well for my packages. And, and a lot of people do here in apartments. But right. It uh, it it's not as common here. Like theft of that nature is not as common. Um, petty crime in Japan is pretty low, just because of the society. Your, your, the sort of ramifications of breaking the law in Japan is that it, it'll screw over your entire family and ruin your life yeah. forever in a way that's above and beyond what it would do in the US or whatever uh, overseas. Mm. I love the um, the videos on YouTube with Mark Rober where he uh, has a glitter bomb device. And it like blows up when the, the robbers, the people steal it. I think it's really sad yeah. that um, that uh, packages are being stolen on that scale, though. It does make me depressed. And it also makes me feel very grateful to live in Japan where it doesn't really happen. But uh, have you ever I had like that happen they... to you, Pete? Porch no, I've never. I've, I've watched the videos like me. I've watched the Porch Pirate uh, glitter bomb, and, and he's kind of added new things to it. So, fart spray is a big thing. Uh, he yeah. does the glitter, then it sprays out a lot of fart spray, and then, like, oh, it stinks. Go and throw it outside. He's just spaffing bloody uh, confetti all over the place. Um, yeah, the. Uh, the it, I don't think it happens quite so much. I mean, it obviously happens because it's you know it really easy to sort of steal stuff. But generally, the more valuable stuff like mobile phones and electronics, they, they insist on giving it to someone, you know, beat your neighbor or whatever. They don't necessarily leave stuff on porches uh, that, that that's worth a, a huge amount of monetary value. So I don't think it's really worth people sort of, uh, you know, uh, doing it over here. But I, yeah. yeah, I've seen the videos in, in America and the best ones are ones where people run in Steal a box, trip over, and uh, smash their knee, and they oh, they break their ankle, and they oh. sort of hobble back to the car. It's like yes, instant karma. I, I saw one today where someone uh, had cleverly just put a pile of bricks in a box and left it out their front, and someone walked past, saw the box, and grabbed yeah. it. Struggled to sort of haul it off as they were going. <laughs> the homeowner who was watching through his window open the door and chase them down the street. They then dropped the box of bricks and uh, the getaway <laughs> continued. But like, God, it's it's sad. It is sad. It's yeah, very unfortunate. It is. Lockers for yep. everyone. Get a locker this year. That's, that's the Get goal. a locker. 2020, get a locker. <laughs> uh, we've got one here from mm. Phil who says, God Emperor, God Emperor Chris and Exalted wow. Elder Pete. I hope this finds you well. I'm learning Japanese and would like, when the current plague allows, to visit Japan. How hard, uh, judgmental, do you think it will be for a six foot three, twenty four stone individual with long hair and a long beard, uh, 
to traverse Japan's prefectures. I understand space is paramount and wouldn't wish to inconvenience my hosts nor draw much attention to myself uh, that my that my build would otherwise potentially create. I look forward to your advice. All the best, Phil from Manchester. I don't think oh, it'll be a problem. Phil. Just don't go in a capsule hotel, for the love of God, Phil. <laughs> that wouldn't end well. Whenever I see, whenever I sort of hear of, of men uh, and women, I guess, of, of, you know, six foot three, 24 stone, like you just think you could, you could be a wrestler. You know, you <laughs> see like really tall, broad men. You're like, why aren't you a wrestler? I know why I'm not a wrestler. Why don't you become a wrestler? <laughs> Do it, Phil. Come Japan. Do Join it, the Phil. Japan Wrestling League and kick just some Just put ass. a mask on. Just put like a, dirty old wrestler's mask on and people go oh, yeah we've got a wrestler staying with us and he wants to hide his identity <laughs> I think what you will notice though uh, Phil is when you're on public transport people will make an extra special effort to avoid going near you uh, just because they'll probably be like holy crap that's a tall person and we don't see that much yeah. here yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, you know as a foreigner in Japan people already avoid you a little bit on public transport but you're going to get it to an extra special degree um yeah just don't don't take it too personally uh it just happens unfortunately <laughs> but yeah other than that that yeah. will happen and if you use a capsule hotel you will get stuck and you will regret ordering and booking one so for the love of god don't do that <laughs> other than that have a great trip do it come over yeah. make it happen and now 2022 hopefully japan will finally open i've been saying that for two years now oh god but for the love of God, please, Japan, please fucking open. Please go away, virus. Let's make it happen. 2022, Pete Donaldson, coming to Japan again. It's going to be magical. But for now, guys, let's make 2022 a good one. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. And now, let 2022 begin. And I'm going to start 2022 by going off and eating some ham and some brie. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm glad Hammerbury. that you finally gave us the go ahead for for 2022 to start a day late. I mean, it's, it's very good of you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> it can begin. Have a good one, guys, and we'll see you later in the week. See you all over again, right back here on the Abroad Japan podcast. Have a good one. Goodbye for now. Ta-ta! Happy New Year. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.